What's going on, friends? Welcome back to Forward Progress, live here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel, part of the Hammer Betting Network and powered by Pinnacle Sportsbook. I'm Jason. You can catch me here every Thursday, every Friday to talk in-depth player props with Hitman, preview the Thursday night football matchup with Eric. We'll talk a little bit about survivor pool picks. Guys, this is the best place to get prepped for this Thursday night football game. So make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and drop a comment on who you think is going to win tonight's game. There's a little poll in the chat going right now with the spread, what side you're taking. Let us know. We're always curious to kind of hear these sort of things. So uh going to bring Eric on in just one second. But before we do, none of this would be possible without our sponsors over at Pinnacle. Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sports book, offering competitive odds for 25 years. We love to preach line shopping on this channel with everyday competitive odds. Pinnacle should be one of your available outs. If you're looking to sign up, and support the show, make sure you use code HAMMER when you're signing up to Pinnacle. That is code HAMMER when signing up to Pinnacle. Your trusted sportsbook for 25 years. Bet smart. Bet Pinnacle must be 19 plus in Ontario. Please play responsibly and not available in the U.S. Guys, last week, Eric was a little bit under the weather. Couldn't come on, but he's back. Joining us now, VP of VP of Analytics at Sumer Sports. You can catch him on the Sumer Sports Show, and you can catch him here on this channel every single Wednesday and Thursday for our best bet show. Eric, how are you feeling after that little little flu bug last week? I feel okay. I um it was it was a little rough though. And um I'm you know there's a few people in my house who are still a little bit sick, but uh but we're gonna make it here and we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. I appreciate it. It's uh it's the Eric Eager flu week, the bounce back week, Michael Jordan esque. That's what we're looking at right here from Eric and Eric, I apologize. I ate an apple last Thursday. So it kind of apple a day keeps the doctor away. Uh, no, that's mm-hmm. hor- horrible, horrible. Anyways, let's get right into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's get right into it. Biggest story off the top here is the status of Trevor Lawrence. I mean, right before we went on about an hour ago, status seemed up in the air. And then Peterson said that he's lo- likely going to play. He's going to do a pre-game workout first just to kind of work through to see if he can play here. Seems to be a true game time decision. If he does play, he's going to be having that knee brace on. Now, Trevor Lawrence is a guy who kind of relies on his legs. Not really, but like not to a great amount, but he relies on his legs to kind of escape the pocket, extend plays. So what are your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence tonight if he does play with that knee brace? I mean, the line right now is sitting at minus two, minus 107 for the Saints over at Pinnacle. Does that feel correct to you? How much do you think a, a knee brace on Trevor Lawrence's leg is going to hinder his ability at quarterback here? Yeah, I think if Lawrence is 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 fully healthy with no question marks, you probably could put the line closer to a pick'em. So mm-hmm. you're, you are you are seeing some value going towards New Orleans at at this number. Also, New Orleans has been a team that, you know, frankly, I'm writing for Sumer Sports tomorrow. The NFC South has the the lowest projected win total of any division in the NFL, despite playing the easiest schedule in the NFL so far. So it, it's I think New Orleans is a little bit overrated, and you know you're seeing that I think reflected in uh, in the market so far this season, but. Uh, right now, I think that there's, I, I do think that it would be probably a pick them, you know, or maybe, maybe minus one, you know, kind of where it was a little bit at open uh, if, if Lawrence were fully healthy, but not being fully healthy. I think people underestimate how good Lawrence is moving, uh, you know, with the football, um, you know, both in the pocket, but also as a runner in the run game as well. So I, I do think it, 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 it is a tough break for Jacksonville. They don't have him because this is one of those teams that, unlike the Saints, are a team that where every, everything is built off the quarterback. 
you know, they did get uh, Robinson back, you know, last week at left tackle, last couple weeks at left tackle. They have, you know, a rookie at right tackle. Um, I don't think their offensive line is good enough to support a quarterback who is is more banged up uh, than, than normal as well. So I think that that's why you have seen some support for New Orleans uh, in the market over the course of the week. Yeah, that makes sense here. And I think look headlines even had the game as minus one for the Jags. I might be wrong there, but it seemed like that's what it opened at. Went all the way to up to the that number of three and then back down to that two kind of two and a half. Now it's the two range uh, right here. So a lot of movement this week. If you checked out our show yesterday, you would have been able to get the one and a half from uh, Hitman who really did his job there. Let's move on here, though, sticking with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, their receivers, I really thought when they got Calvin Ridley last week, he's going to be that true X receiver and that like number one and that target hog for the uh, Jaguars here and for Trevor Lawrence, former draft pick of Thomas Dimitrov, by the way, first round pick 26 overall here. But I mean, looking at uh, target share and targets and receptions, Christian Kirk has four more targets than him. Jay Jones has been kind of in and out of the past couple of games. Christian Kirk is kind of operating out of the slot when he's when Zay Jones is in, then kind of shifted over to that Y uh, receiver when Zay Jones is out here. And I'm just shocked to see Christian Kirk get those targets. You would think Zay Jones being out kind of funnel those targets towards Calvin Ridley. So, I mean, my question here to you is like, did you expect to see this kind of split target share here? Do you think Calvin Ridley is just not really in game, like hasn't been like game ready yet for the first couple of weeks because of that suspension last year? What's going on with Calvin Ridley? What's wrong with this Jags offense? Like, are we going to see more targets funneled towards him? Well, I think Ridley is one of those guys that can get open quick in the route, but he really excels down the field a little bit. And that, that requires pass blocking offensive line play that I don't know if the Jaguars have. Um, so, you know, it's more quick stuff. And I think, you know, Ridley is, you know, can be good in the quick stuff, but I don't think that they envision him there uh, over Kirk. So, you know, that, that I think is, is the big thing for me. Like if you look at Calvin Ridley so far, and he has had some games, he had a pretty good game in London. He had obviously a great opening weekend against Indianapolis. Um, you know, but when you look at average depth of target, you're looking at 13.3 yards. It's among one of the, that's a bigger mark in football, right? Whereas if, you know, you look at Christian Kirk, um, I'm looking at his average depth of target right now, uh, on this, uh, uh, on this season, it's uh, a little bit lower than that. Um, let me make sure I have the, the, this correct number here. Um, average depth of target for Christian Kirk is 8.7, right? So when you look at functionally what they, what roles they play in the offense, like Kirk is more of the get the ball out of, out of Lawrence's hands before he gets killed type of player. And if he gets into a setting like he did against Buffalo, like he did against Indianapolis in week one, where he, he can push the ball downfield, I think the preferred guy is, is Ridley. But that is more game plan dependent than I think a lot of people believe going into the year. Yeah, fair enough here. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I believe you found those uh, over at Sumer Sports Analytics under the wide receivers tab there. A great go-to spot for average depth of target stuff and stuff like that. So if you're looking for that, head over to sumersports.com. Let's shift over other side of the ball here, New Orleans. I mean, you guys on Sumer, you guys, the Twitter account, Sumer Sports Twitter account, excuse me, posted uh, a little uh, picture, a kind of breakdown of uh the New Orleans Saints offense, Jags offense. And like I saw the New Orleans Saints offense or explosive play rate. It's 28th in the league towards the bottom. Yeah. Not very good at all. And I mean, just looking at Carr this year, he's fifth in the NFL in ADA. He's throwing the ball downfield. That number should be a lot higher. On top of that, uh, he has, I think, 10 more throws of 20 plus yards down the field than any other quarterback in the NFL. He's not afraid to push the ball downfield. Problem is they're not getting caught and they're not completing on those plays. On top of that, Derek Carr's completion percentage, he's 29th in the NFL among qualified 
quarterbacks here. Those stats coming from underdog. Uh, I mean, this this New Orleans Saints often it, it's it's aggressive, right? They're pushing the ball downfield, but at the same time, they're kind of not. They have a lot of short uh, routes, short short throws going to different players, right? We have uh, guys like Michael Thomas. We have guys like Alvin Kamara. Those guys kind of excel in that short game. And then you switch over. You got guys like Chris Olave and Rashid Shaheed who are burners who can beat downfield. And I think that's where you kind of see the discrepancy in ADOT and like target target share and average at the target here. I mean, I'm wondering if this team is kind of missing that intermediate uh, intermediate pass catcher here. Because with Olave Shaheed, burners downfield, you got the deep targets there. And Kamara and Thomas, you have the short game, but there's nothing really in the middle. Is that making this offense too predictable here? Yeah, I mean, you, you, I think you hit on it. Like, if you look at, um, you know, deep, which is like 28 out or more, Derek Carr, 19.5% of his pass attempts, you know, one of the higher marks. Short, which is zero to nine, or behind the line of scrimmage, you're talking about 59.5%. So he's throwing in that 10 to 19 range 14.5% of the time, which is less than he's throwing deep. Uh, if you contrast that with some other quarterbacks, like let's just take, you know, for example, Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City. Like most of these guys, when you look at their their passing, you know, sort of depth tree, um, you know, Mahomes, for example, only 10.2% of his passes are more than 20 yards downfield. 169 are in the medium. And that makes sense, right? It should sort of like have the biggest distribution in the short area and then a little bit, a little bit smaller, but then bigger than the amount that you have deep. And so for whatever reason, um, you know, Derek Carr is kind of that that he takes a lot of walks and then he hits a lot of or tries to hit a lot of home runs and not a lot of doubles and triples there uh, in that offense. And that's, you know, that is kind of like one of the angles I've looked at here is, you know, trying to improve upon that. Rashid Shahid right now, when you look at 18.5 at being his longest reception, he's got that in, in four of the games he's played in this year. Um, I do think he is the one that they do go to in that, in that deep part of the field. Uh, and given Jacksonville's kind of relative weakness in the secondary, I do like that over uh, as one of as one of the player props available tonight. Yeah, and uh, so just just to lock it in here, we have longest reception for Rashid Shahid. Line is across the board eighteen and a half, but there's actually uh, an, an arb opportunity here. There's one book posting a minus one fourteen on the over, and Pinnacle's posting a plus one twenty on the under here. So depending on how much you can get at that other sports book, there's a pretty good arb opportunity here and I mean Rashid Shahid he looked like a monster last game I know he only got two catches but there's been a couple games where he's been getting six seven eight targets I believe he had three games with seven plus targets here he absolutely mossed the shit out of Steven Nelson last week what a catch that was so uh just to remind everyone on the show we're going to lock it in live you can find all of our picks tracked on uh forward progress HQ bet stamp account just go to bet stamp type in FWD progress HQ you can find all of our picks track there we're locking in right now the 18 and a half minus 120 is what's widely available but best price in market is the minus 114 there and i would recommend everyone go jump on that right now so locking that in here uh moving on from that let's just get into the rest of our props here eric because you have a couple other props you want to talk about you're looking at some tackle props here for the uh, jacksonville jaguars why don't you talk us through your thought process through those yeah, I think the, the numbers have moved a little bit, but I still think they have some value. The first one is last year's first round pick out of Utah, Devin Lloyd, uh, three and a half tackles. So it's a combined tackle. So solo and assists um, at three and a half. It, uh, I think, you know, you can get it market at minus 125 or so. It was a little bit less expensive a little bit ago, but, you know, Lloyd did miss some time. Um, but so far this season, that number for him has been three, 11, five and nine in the last three, you know, four games that he's played, which is all of the games. Uh, this season. So um, 
you know, I just think from a, a numerical perspective, there's there's opportunity here. And then his running mate at linebacker, Foye Aluakon, uh, you know, another Thomas Dimitrov draft pick, his number is at six and a half, which is, you know, I think in market about minus 130 or so. Um, that number for him has been 13, 10, 14, 9, 6, and 15 this year. Um, so I just think that this is mispriced. And, and additionally, like this is back to, you know, sort of handicapping this game. You know, back to his days with the Raiders, but also, you know, as we've seen with New Orleans so far, like this is a team that Derek Carr, win favored with the lead, has not leaned into their quarterback. And so I think that the more, you know, let, let's say this thing moves the way that, you know, the hit, the hitman, you know, on yesterday's show and and some of the, bet, you know, sharp betters there believe, let's say that the Saints get, you know, Saints get a lead. Um I think they're running the ball to Kamara. I think they're throwing the ball to Kamara. I think that they're handing it to Jamal Williams, who's active tonight. And, you know, Lloyd and Aluakam will get their opportunities to get some tackles in this game. And again, the other part of that, about it, you might think that these th two things are competing with each other. But no, when you when you bet that prop, it's tackles and assists. Aluakam and Lloyd can get one of, <laughs> one of those on the same play. So there's also uh, that factor in where I think um, you know, there, it's less of a share situation than it would be for another player prop. Let's like, say catches, where if you bet over on Alave, you, you don't necessarily want to bet over on Shahid unless you think it's a, a truly a big, um, you know, big win for everybody. Yeah, fair enough here. And just uh, to lock that in, uh, Aluakon, six and a half tackles minus 130, best price in market. And then Lloyd, over three and a half minus 125. All numbers widely available. All numbers tracked live here on this show. Uh, I mean, you gave out two defensive props here for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think one thing about this Jags team that I'm really impressed by is their defensive play. Were you as shocked as I am to see how good they've been on defense this year? Or is that more of a function of their kind of, I don't want to call it softer schedule, but I think they've had a relatively easy strength of schedule to start the year here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this Jags defense? I think at the time, shutting down, only allowing seven points to Atlanta was more impressive than maybe it ha is now that Atlanta has not done much offensively since that game. Um, but when they were in London and took on the Bills, I thought that they were very good defensively. Uh, I think it's partially, you know, getting in a division with some rookie quarterbacks. I mean, they were exploited pretty well by C.J. Stroud, but Anthony Richardson and and Gardner Minshew. I think Minshew was it was more of a factor of interceptions and stuff than it was true play by play efficiency by the defense. So I, I'm not that high on the Jags defense, but um, I, what I do think that we've realized is they're good enough to be bad teams. Yeah, fair enough here. Fair enough here. Uh, let's all right. Let's move on from the game itself. Let's get into our survivor picks. Last week we were we were breezing with that KC pick. Just to recap for everyone, we had first week Washington, San Fran, Seattle, Chargers, Miami, KC. So if you're following along here and you're tracking, uh, you're, you're following along these survivor picks with us, uh, Eric. Who do you like this week for our survivor pick? There's a couple teams on the board. We can take there's Buffalo available. There's the Rams who don't really have much future value. We can still take Baltimore. A couple teams here, a couple options. What are you what are you thinking? So I know I messaged you Buffalo, but I also do want to think about the future value here. I also think that on the road, I'm not a huge um yeah, I, I am strongly considering that one. Uh we did have Kansas City last week. The Rams would be to me, I don't know if you want to go face to face with Mike Tomlin. So I do think the pick is is Buffalo, despite the fact that they have some future value. Um, if you are of the gambling type, like if you really want to gamble on this, uh, you know, the Rams laying a little bit more than a field goal against Pittsburgh coming off of a bye, um, you know, does it is to me the second best pick. But it's a tough week. I think Buffalo is, is got to be your choice, though. 
Yeah, and, and a reminder, if you're in a pool where Thanksgiving is its own week, you might want to kind of stave off Buffalo, right? Or is it is Dallas playing that day that you can take that's an easy match? Because Dallas plays Detroit, right? Anyways, if you can look that up. Detroit from your Bay, Washington, Dallas, and then the night game. Um, uh, let me look at Thanksgiving NFL. Um, but yeah, it's 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 uh, it's that particular that particular week. You have Green Bay against Detroit, and if you haven't used Detroit to this point, then that's not a terrible one. You yeah. have uh, uh, Washington against Dallas, which Dallas, might actually yeah. be a bigger grind, uh, a la two years ago. Uh, and then uh, the night game is San Francisco, Seattle. So if you haven't okay. used one of those two, San Francisco going on the road to Seattle, that which which kind of muddies that the waters that night, uh, because you you often want to pick home teams for this for this uh, contest. But yeah, my, my mistake here uh, got a little confused there. Just last question for you here with regards to the survivor stuff. I mean, I see. I know you're not really you don't really want to take teams on the road here, but man, the Giants are absolutely massacred. Their offensive line is is like like dropping like flies. Like, would you? We already took Washington. But if you had Washington and you were like kind of feeling confident with the amount of entries you had in a pool and you were looking for like a uh, a contrarian pick, is that a team you'd go for this week? It could be, um, you know, division rivals also like so home divisional dogs are always just like, you know, from a, you know, and it's already baked into the line. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But again, you're not you're not betting at ATS here. Right. So it, it does matter as far as the, the, the probability of them winning is higher than in a normal such game. Um, but you also do have the fact that, you know, a really, really good effort last week against Buffalo, oftentimes bad teams after they have a really, you know, sort of pop up effort against a good team the previous week will let down against a bad team the following week. So, um, I, I yeah, I, I don't mind washing in there. Uh, my other issue is in games where or in situations where teams are trying to slow the game down, a guy like Sam Howell who takes a lot of sacks and throws a fair amount of interceptions might be a frustrating gamble. Uh, for for your survivor pick yeah yeah i mean I, i'm glad we got the washington out of the way in uh, week one here so let's go in lock in buffalo for that first pick here and uh, before you head out eric uh, two questions for you we do this every time unofficial prediction for tonight's game let's use pinnacles line here the minus two minus 107 for the new orleans saints or are you taking the plus two minus 103 for the jacksonville jaguars here yeah, I think as much as I hate to take Derek Carr in prime time or just in general, I do think that that is the right side uh, until it gets to three. Once it gets to three, I think you have a little bit of a choice to make. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I believe the sharp betters more than I believe the reports out of the media, and uh, a lot of sharp betters are more uh, worrisome of the condition of Trevor Lawrence than than the, the media seems to be. And I think. You know, you think about incentives, right? You think about two-point conversions and all this stuff in-game. What's the incentive of the broadcast? You take a look back during, you know, tonight's game. What's the incentive of the broadcast vis-a-vis, uh, you know, telling everybody that Trevor Lawrence is actually a lot more hurt than he should be? Um, I don't think that the media actually has an incentive to tell the truth about him, um, you know, how questionable he is until they, until they actually have to, which is at game time. So uh, that is something to think about. All right, and then last thing before you get out here, first TD prop, last TD prop, or anytime TD prop, just give it away, gun to your head, go for it. Um, oh, that's a great question. Um, I'll go with the or... backup running, Tank Bigsby, the backup running back Tank for Bigsby. Jacksonville. Okay, all right, first TD or last TD, anytime, whatever, whatever you want to put. First, anything, first really. one, yeah. 
Yep. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Eric, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on today. Hopefully you're feeling better. Uh, that was Eric Eager, VP of Sumer Sports. Uh, you can check him every week on the Sumer Sports Show. You can check him here every Wednesday and every Thursday on the Forward Progress YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe, guys. We got Hitman coming on in a second. Guys, drop your comments for your plays down below. We Last couple of weeks, we've had a great back and forth with the chat. Hitman a- answering all of your prop questions. If he's leaning towards your plays or not. If you're on the fence on something, please drop it in the chat uh, down below here and we can get around to it. All you have to do is subscribe. Once you're subscribed, you can talk freely in this chat here. And before I bring on Hitman, one more thing. Tonight at 8 p.m., Rob Pizzola alongside George Silfides, Eric Eager, who we just had on here, and Fabian Summer, who will be live from Germany for the fourth quarter, uh, will be live on the Hammer HQ channel for a watch-along of tonight's game between the Jags and the Saints. So make sure you guys check out that stream. It's always a good time. We place bets pregame. A lot of fun here. So let's move on from here. Let's get Hitman going. Hitman, you are off the schneid. You're back, man. What's going on? You're you're on a winning streak now. How's it going? I am betting stale props right now on some sites on the college football game tonight. Uh, Reggie Brown, over three and a half receptions, minus 140. And Elijah Surratt over four receptions, minus 105. Got sent it from a, another sharp guy. That, that's what I'm up to right now. Have no idea who these guys are, what team they play for. Um, you got to shop around for those lines, but that that's my life right now, Jason. All right. So, I mean, I Reggie Brown was – I couldn't – I don't even know who I, I don't even are. know. I don't know what Brown team they play for. So. Brown and Surratt, <laughs> and those are the prices. So, that, that that's what we're up to on this beautiful Thursday. When if you are a frequent of this Thursday show, you know that Hitman loves to give out his exotic his exotic props here on the show. We've had anything from win totals to – I believe you once gave out like a Friday uh, a spread on a game. Oh, it was a college football. And I'm going to give you – I'm going to give you another college football later because I, I heard that hit the books and Kanish is just on a, a big losing streak. So somebody's got to give a college winner. So I'm going to give one. Fair enough here. And I, word on the street is that you almost got demoted to the hit the books channel because of your ROI on the forward progress bets bets. But you bounced back this week and this Thursday show I, you've been no, crushing. Nobody, it. nobody with better closing line value. I hope is always <laughs> listening and nobody better with the leans. If it was a three pick show, I'd be number one right now. So exactly. If you lose the best bets, always reference the leans here. Let's just get right into it, man. I mean, you staked your claim last uh, yesterday, excuse me, on the forward progress live show. You did your job though, right? You gave out the saints minus one and a half. It's now moved to two, two and a half here. Job done. Can't control what happens on the field here. But my question to you is, is there a buyback spot at all for anyone who was able to scoop up that one and a half yesterday for the saints? Like if, the line moves out to three and Trevor Lawrence is playing probably won't happen, but is there a buyback spot for you here at all? That's not going to happen. Um, I I mean, the buyback, everything I'm going to say about this game is just how to react to, to the Lawrence news. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you're looking to bet this game with the spread right now, I'd say that at minus two, two and a half, it's kind of saying that Lawrence is like 50, 50. Yeah. I would guess that the line closes around Pickham if he plays. And if he does not play, I'm going to guess like four will be what we'll see. So the market's kind of saying 50-50 right now. So 
I mean, I'm not going to buy back anything right now unless I get intel or I get or just read the tea leaves. And I think that Lawrence is going to play. So, I mean, that's just the way to bet it. And that's the mm-hmm. way to, to bet a lot of the props uh, today. One thing that I think is interesting is the line was one most places this morning. All these yeah. reports come out that Lawrence is going to probably play. And the line is kind of going against that just a little yeah. bit where we're, the market is saying like 50-50. From a lot of the sharp people I talk to and and myself, if you want to put me in that, I'm kind of hearing 50-50 also. That, so I think that the media is maybe a little bit more optimistic where the media is kind of making it sound like 80-20, something yeah. like that. And, but the market's saying 50-50, and I agree, I agree with the market in, in this case. And, and Eric mentioned that as well on the show here. He said that there's like less incentive for the media to be like truly 100% truthful about the percentage chance of him playing, right? They want people to tune in Thursday night. They want that to happen. So, I mean, there's they, they want people and, to think that Trevor Lawrence is going to play. Go ahead. And the media has been terrible. I mean, I yeah, think it was two or three weeks ago, um, Connor Allen, a four for four, did a thread on everything that the media got wrong. And it was like mm-hmm. a list of like 10 things where, where there was player usage, players in and out. They were saying Watson was in where yeah. I was hearing all week Watson was out and he ends up being out. The the Derek Carr stuff. So like, I, I mean, I think that the media is going to be right more times than they're not. Of course, people mm-hmm. are always wrong. Like it, but it's I wouldn't run to the bank that he's playing. I think yeah. I think 50 50 is the best way to, to characterize it right now. And, and that makes sense as well. Like, I'm sure these reporters get reports directly from these teams. But like, hey, if you're Peterson, you don't want people knowing if Tre- if you don't want the Saints to know if Trevor Lawrence is going to play or not. That's a completely different game plan uh, if he plays or if he doesn't. So you want to keep your opponent guessing here. I'm sure it's a little bit of strategy from the uh, team giving out that news itself here and uh you talked a little little bit about how to react if trevor lawrence is in or out to tonight's game but i'm curious how uh if you're betting these at all how would you navigate this quarterback injury in the prop market with guys like calvin ridley with guys like christian kirk with guys like evan engram their line like evan engram's lines almost the exact same last week as it was this week even though they were playing against a much worse corner group last week ridley and kirk their lines down like i want to say nine uh eight ish yards here so I mean, their lines, let me pull these lines up here in a second. Their line, uh, Calvin Ridley sitting at 52 and a half uh, consensus in market here. Uh, do you think that there's been enough correction on Calvin Ridley's line with the news that Trevor Lawrence you, might not play? What are you seeing on Ridley receptions right now? Because a lot of my prop screens are messed up right now. So Ridley receptions, I have four and a half here uh, over is plus money. So I mean, that could under? be. The under is minus minus one thirty five is best price in market. Slightly off though, one forty is a little bit more consensus here. Are you gonna are you gonna do a best bet live right here on the show? Is this part of the? Are we gonna watch the the Hitman handicap work in action right now? So I bet uh, Calvin Ridley under four and a half catches minus one twenty five ish yesterday. Okay. I bet the yards in the fifty five and a half half range. I mean, I see a. Four and a half, one thirty at a major buck, right now. Um, if, if, if that that would kind of be within my price point, that I would play Ridley under, right now. Okay. 
I don't see it right now on my odd screen. I might be. I, I think I are you using bet stamp. Yeah. We got to yell at Johnny. I think that pet stamp's <laughs> a little messed up. And I love pet stamp. I use it also. I think that it's Great. a little messed up right now. Okay. Um, I think that there's some 130 at a, a major book that that's taking okay. good limits, even on flagged accounts. Well, right we'll, uh, well, that will be like a little scavenger hunt for the audience right here. If you're looking for that minus uh, 130, I'm going to lock it in for us here, though, as a half unit on minus 135, just to keep it official. You go, go full. You oh, go full. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll go full on the minus um, 135. If so, Hitman's saying minus 130 is available in market, I'm sure 135 is going to be widely available as well here. So I'm going to track that. Yeah, really, 130 under is available at, at a major book that's taking good limits on it, even from flagged accounts. Um, the Ridley one, so I bet his unders the other day, and it's more of like it's one of those bets that I believe Lawrence is 50-50. Mm-hmm. And if Lawrence doesn't play, it's kind of like a free roll. Where Lawrence doesn't play, I think it's a really good bet. And if he does play, it's, it's kind like, of a gun that had leaned to under anyway, because he does have the toughest matchup, likely going to see Marshawn Lattimore's coverage. Mm-hmm. And even though Calvin Ridley profiles as a guy that should do well against man coverage, which the Saints are a predominantly man coverage defense, he's actually really struggled against man coverage as far as his target share has been this year. And overall, his target share hasn't been great either. Uh, he's been behind Christian Kirk most of the year. And Christian Kirk has been the guy that's been more prone to the gang the targets against man coverage. And he's going to have the better matchup as well. So uh, Calvin Ridley under the four and a half receptions would be a play of mine right now. And you can see that reflected in the line as well here for Christian Kirk. Four and a half receptions lined. Uh, the over on four and a half Christian Kirk receptions is around one. 35 best price in market consensus like 150 the under is plus money big plus money there and it kind of makes sense right especially if trevor lawrence doesn't play we talked about this earlier on the show here that christian kirk compared to uh calvin ridley christian kirk's kind of uh for the quarterback he'll get those quicker throws whereas if you get time in the pocket you'll probably see more throws to Ridley here, but assuming it's a backup quarterback, I'm sure they're just going to want to get the ball out as quickly as possible here. Let's turn towards the comment section though. Uh, guys, don't forget, drop your plays in the comments. I already see a couple in here right now. We got one from Cody Pfeiffer. He's asking about Olave over 61 and a half uh, receiving yards. Not sure exactly what the price is. Guys, reminder, if you're going to drop plays in the comments, please add price as well because that's incredibly important here. But I see, I mean, I see a rogue 61 and a half minus 118 out here when the rest of market is at 63 and a half towards uh the over same price around 115 there hey man what are your thoughts on the olave oh six sixty one and a half? i'm a little like, nervous about playing any saints pass catchers to go over on the yards because of the offensive line issues right now they're missing three starters on their offensive line Derek carr has been very prone to check downs throughout his mm-hmm. career so if he is getting that type of pressure and everything, I think that if you are going to look at an over on any Saints guys, and I haven't bet any Saints uh, receivers over or under right now, but if I was going to do it, I think if you're going to do it, I would think that the receptions would maybe be more appealing and that the Saints rely a little bit more on the short passing game. So yep. that, that's how I would look personally. Exactly. And we talked a bit about that with Eric Eager, Eric locking in Rashid Shahid on the long reception for, I believe it was 18 and a half yards here. Cause I mean, listen, with the way that Derek Carr, Carr is throwing this deep ball, he, they could potentially get it on one pop, but like, I'm kind of afraid because uh, he's not really throwing too many catchable balls here. Let's continue on with the comment section though. Uh, 
Cody asking once again about Alvin Kamara. He's looking at his longest rush. Uh, he's looking at the under 12 and a half for Alvin Kamara's longest rush here. Don't have a price on that. Oh, just got a price right now. It's minus 102, minus 104, minus 115-ish range. Let's call it minus 110 to minus 105 in market here. Do you like that? Is that a lean for you? Or are you kind of staying off? I, I, bet all the Camara, I bet all the Camara under. This was yesterday before the mm -hmm. Jamal Williams news broke mm -hmm. today. Um, I had some good, good feelings that Williams was going to be active. Okay. for this game and it's a really tough matchup with the three offensive linemen out and the um and jacksonville having a good run defense so um again i i really don't i'm not the best as far as pricing these markets typically but i would just say subjectively i would be leaning towards the under on that prop because i am anti-chimera today and just makes sense from a handicapping perspective williams is in uh, Jacksonville's run defense being good. Kamara hasn't exactly been a super explosive player over the last two years. So I would, uh, I, I agree with that. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sitting here with Calvin Ridley and Alvin Kamara, my starting lineups on fantasy. And you're kind of making me nervous, uh, right now here man, with, uh, who you're fading tonight, but, uh, that's all right. We'll move on from there. Any more, uh, guys in the comments, please drop your plays down below. We'll get to them, but let's stick with Travis Etienne and tank Bigsby here. I mean, Etienne's been dominating the tar the, the, the backfield share. I mean, getting, I think it's over 70% of the snaps, tons of the workload here. Are you looking towards Etienne? Have you bet anything for Etienne here, uh, today or Bigsby at all? Nothing. You're just haven't, yeah. haven't bet anything at all for it. I, I haven't done nothing with it. Um, Eric mentioned if Lawrence is in, how am I looking to attack the props? Um, I would say that I would be looking if there was a Jacksonville player that my first instinct would be to bet over on, it would be Christian Kirk, who we touched on earlier that he has the yeah. better matchup and he is the guy that gets more looks against man coverage. So that would be probably my first reaction to Lawrence being in is to look at Christian Kirk to go over. I don't think I'm going to be racing the bet Ridley. And then Evan Ingram is going to be – Evan Ingram, there, there's another inactive to be paying attention to. The Saints are a really good tight end defense, mm. which is anti-Ingram. And um, But Demario Davis is a game-time decision for this game, and he's a big part of why they're a really good tight end defense. They're star middle linebacker. So I think that there's two things to be looking for. If, if we hear that Lawrence is in – and Davis is out, then maybe look towards some Ingram overs. And then conversely, if we hear that Lawrence is out and Ingram and um, excuse me, Davis is in, then maybe we look towards some Ingram unders. So that's okay. a guy that I think is very reliant on the uh, inactive reports later today. Okay. And his uh, yardage total right here is at 43 and a half in market. I mean, oh. tons of juice on both sides, but if, of course, if you shop around, uh, you can yeah, find. I, I would be. I'd be more prone to take his unders on the receiving yards in comparison to receptions because he is a very low average depth of target player. Okay, so uh, receptions are four and a half. It seems like all these Jags are lined at four and a half here, but tons of juice towards the over here. The under is at plus one thirty, best price in marketing at a plus one twenty one over at Pinnacle over here. So keep an eye on Demario Davis. Davis, if he's out, 
go smash those or excuse me if he's in go smash those unders if he's out maybe take a look on the over here my last question to you hey man before i let you go here uh are you going to be looking to play any quarterback props if it's cj bethard in uh the game here or i mean are you just not even gonna dip your toes i mean i i lean towards car unders right now even though it does set up to be a game script that the Jags are probably going to stop the run and they're a little bit of a pass funnel. Mm-hmm. I still lean towards his unders on the pass yards, but it's more of something like if Lawrence is out, then maybe it becomes a play of mine because okay. obviously they're going to be a more positive game script for the Saints. If Lawrence is in, probably don't touch it. So maybe that's probably the only way I end up looking with the quarterbacks. But again, it's just a game that you're really going to have to wait to say well, what's happening with the injury report. All I feel right, like every enough. Thursday we've been saying that. With it's, the, it's, it's, it's the way it is, though. It's part of the market here, and it's all about how you react uh, to the market here. Last question from Insight. Derek Carr, interceptions over uh, uh, over 0.5 interceptions at plus 105. Do you like that? I mean, you just talked about the Jags potentially being maybe a pass funnel team. We know Derek Carr does, isn't, doesn't have the most accurate deep ball there, so... Uh, what are your thoughts on the maybe if Lawrence is in? I don't hate it because again, we're gonna have they're probably gonna have to have more volume if Lawrence, if Lawrence is in. So, again, um, not a market, I'm not usually lucky. doing a great job of pricing, but just subjectively, if Jacksonville is a pass funnel and Lawrence is in, in is in maybe some more pass attempts from Carr. So, maybe that's when I would look towards playing that that over interceptions. Okay, I love that. All the information you get, what you need from Hitman right here. Before you go, Hitman, three questions for you. Same thing every week. You got you mentioned one uh, a college football play here. Uh, so like, let's let's talk about it. What, what's this college football play you got? Well, I can't give you much of a handicap because I know nothing about these teams. Anything. I'm just gonna tell you uh, BYU and Texas Tech under 51. I think. Don't hold me to it, but I think you'll get some closing line value on that. Maybe like 49, 49 and a half. So okay. somebody's got, I mean, Kanish can't win. So somebody's got to give a college football winner on this, on this network. Listen, we track everything on this show. And if we're going to give it up, we have to track it. So do you want a full unit, half unit? Yeah. What are we doing here? The first Both. NCAA college football uh, track. Full's good. I think I gave one out a few weeks ago too. I don't yeah, even remember yeah. if it won or lost, to be honest. Uh, but, I think it but, won. I think it, with the backup quarterback situation. Anyways, I'll take a look back and uh, check on that. But yeah, we're going to lock it in on this account yeah. right now. Under 51 minus 110, taking Kanish's job here for uh, the Texas Tech BYU game. Smashing that. Locking it in. Last two questions before you go, Hitman. Games line minus two, minus 107 towards the New Orleans Saints, minus, uh, excuse me, plus two, minus 103 uh, for the Jaguars. Actually, I'm wrong. It just moved plus two, minus 108 for the Jaguars, minus two, minus 102 for the Saints here. What side do you like unofficial gun to your head play? Saints. Um, I, I just, even if Lawrence plays, it's like a bet that I don't like absolutely hate. And if Lawrence doesn't play, I, I like it a lot. So it's kind of a lot of – it's just some asymmetric risk, in my opinion, So on, a, on something that I think is 50-50 if Lawrence does play. So I like the Saints. That, that makes sense here. And then your favorite thing we do on this show, first TD prop that you like, gun to your head. What are you looking at here? <laughs> I'm looking right now. Uh, <laughs> the, the odds. Um... 
How about uh, Eric took Tank Bigsby? So uh, I'll go with another backup running Jamal Williams, like fourteen to one or whatever it is. We'll go with him. All right, sounds good, Hitman. We appreciate it, guys. You can always you can catch Hitman every Wednesday on the Forward Progress YouTube channel and every Thursday, Hitman. Thank you so much for stopping by with us. Have a good one, guys. All right, that was Hitman, current professional better. He's back on back on the Schneid right now after that big win for the Forward Progress Wednesday bets bet show guys that just about does it here for us today uh remember to smash that like button hit that subscribe button on the way out drop a comment for your prediction or vote in the poll for your prediction on tonight's game here and just before i head out just want to remind everyone tomorrow live at 2 p.m eastern we'll be back right here alongside matthew friedman from the fantasy life john legiza from the athletic jack miller from establish the run we're going to talk player props we're going to talk to scores we're going to talk about the injury fallouts from the friday practice report you do not want to miss out on this show it should be a part of your process every week if you're looking to bet props on uh sunday for football here so guys again thank you so much for tuning in smash the like button hit the su subscribe button on the way out make sure you check out our live watch along tonight with rob, rob pizzola going live at 8 p.m. Eastern over on the Hammer HQ account, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. For myself, for Eric Eager, for the Hitman, this has been Forward Progress right here on the Hammer Betting Network, powered by Pinnacle Sportsbook. We'll catch you guys later.